This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Psalms chapter one is actually my favorite Psalm and I have, I have it uh, memorized. Uh, Sometimes I mess it up because my memory is not all that great, but I have it memorized and it is, uh, it's important, especially as we uh, talked about yesterday and and we dealt with uh, Jesus meeting with the, the tax collectors and sinners. And how do you, how do you balance meeting and being light and salt in the world uh, to those who are lost or to those who do not know that they're born again and, and are living a, a, a worldly lifestyle? How, how do you, how do you uh, balance the two? How do you, how do you make a balance so that you're not, uh, you're in the world, but you're not of the world? And Psalm 1 is the answer to that. It's, it tells us it tells us what we're to do when we're in the world, not not dealing with uh, relationships, but dealing with how we allow the world to affect us. And what it says is, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly or or the wicked. Some of the translations translate that word wicked. It says, uh, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the of the ungodly or the wicked. And um, it's a progression. It, it, there's three steps that it goes through. Uh, and it explains to what to us as believers what happens when we are, when we are uh, being pulled by the world into worldliness and what is ungodliness or wickedness. Now, if you have a question as to how the Bible defines wickedness, I can't think of a better passage of scripture for you to study maybe after this than Romans 1, 18 through the end of the chapter. And what that is, is that's a, uh, that's a, that's where Paul is explaining, uh, well, he's going through the theological ideas of why Jesus had to come and uh, what his purpose was in coming, and it's written to the Gentiles. It's a, Gent- it's a book written to the Romans. It was written to the Gentile culture um, that was uh, permeated everything, even even uh, Israeli culture back then or Jewish culture. And so he was dealing with uh, the theology of the Old Testament and coming into the New Testament explaining uh, to Gentiles uh, the purpose of Jesus coming and um, his finished work. And it's a great theological book. It, it is the premier theological book of the New Testament, other than the book of Hebrews, which is written to the Jews and explaining to them why Jesus has come. And so um, it says in there, it, it leads you through a progression of how uh, people who do not know God, who are ungodly, who do not know God, and are ungodly, how they progress into what we call wickedness, okay? 
and wickedness is where sin takes complete control of their hearts and their minds, and there is no real retention of, of God and his design and his plan. And he says, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of, meaning taking advice from, meaning listening to for information that you can place and use in your own life. And, and oftentimes we get caught up in that a lot. Uh, there's a lot of books out there that pretend to be pseudo-Christian, pretend to be um, Christian-based, but once you read into them, you realize that the writer would fall into that category of ungodly or wicked would, would be a person that I would not listen to and get counsel from. That might not be a person that, it might be a person that I might love. I definitely would love, but I, I might uh, be liked to and sought to in my life. It might be somebody that, that I am, um, I am being a Jesus to, but it would be a person because of their lifestyle that I would not take advice from. And, and that's what it says. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Then it says, nor stand in the way of the sinner. He says, nor stand in the path or the, of the sinner. And, and if you'll notice the, the progression that the Bible is using here is it's, it's using as you're walking along in life, you're receiving input from the world and you're receiving input from the scriptures and you're receiving input from the godly around you. Those who are trying to walk by faith and remember godliness is, 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 uh, defined by those who are walking by faith. It's not defined by the quality or how good they're doing it, how well they're doing it, meaning how well they're keeping, uh, with, uh, with God's character. It's, it's the person who is doing their best to walk in God's character, uh, by faith. Uh, that, that walk of life, that plan that God has for us that we talked about yesterday as we walk through life, as you walk through life, you are taking input from everywhere around you. And what he's saying is, blessed are you if you don't walk as you walk through life and you allow the wicked or the ungodly to give you counsel because what will happen is, is that if you listen to them enough, you will not be walking anymore, but you will stand in the path or the way of the sinner, which means you'll stop progressing and you will begin to stand and actively participate in what the ungodly or the wicked are doing. And so if you begin to receive input about your life and take that to your heart and your mind and allow that to take hold in your life, you stop and you begin to, to um, act as they act. You begin to be worldly. You begin to be uh, uh, like the world. And so he says, he says, stand in the path of the sinner. And then what happens is, 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 is the worst thing that happens is you don't just stop and stand. He says, nor sit in the seat of the scoffer or, 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 or a person who, who says that there is no God or, 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 or laughs or, or derides or jokes about, uh, the things that God is doing and the things that are of God. So he says, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of the sinner, nor sit in the seat of the mocker or the scoffer. You don't, you, what happens is you eventually sit down and you quit moving in the direction that God has for you. And you begin to scoff at those who do. And you know, people that uh, have been, are believers who are scoffers 
at the things of God and the things that God does. And that is very, very dangerous position because you're no longer glorifying God. And um, if you're his, um, you, your value to the kingdom uh, on this earth is diminished greatly, even even to the point of not being of any value in the kingdom. And so what I would say to you is, is that uh, you need to, you need to um, um, listen and, and, and tune your hearts in to what God is doing in your life all the time and make sure that any advice you're receiving, um, you place in the light of scripture first so that you can know um, know what God has for you and what God would say. Because he says, but the person who doesn't do these things in verse two, his delight is on the law of the Lord and on it he meditates day and night. And what it's saying is, um, you need to live your life in light of God's word. Now, remember in the Old Testament, all they had, uh, the writer of the Psalm here, all he had was the law. He had Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, and maybe some of the earlier uh, historical books that are back there, Joshua and Judges, might've had those, th- those to read. But what he's saying is his delight is on the word of God. Um, because now we have the whole revelation of God, uh, uh, Genesis through the revelation, uh, the whole revelation of Jesus Christ. We have all of that right here. And so what, what he's saying here is you delight, you place your delight, your desires, the things that you love in light of his scripture, but his delight is on the law of the Lord. And he thinks about it, meditate. I know we think about meditation from a from a uh, Eastern um, uh, yin and yang type thought process, but that that's not what he's talking about. What he's talking about is your constant thoughts are on the things of God and the things that he says in his word. He says, blessed is the man who doesn't walk in that. He doesn't stand in that. He doesn't sit in that, but he delights in the law of the Lord and only he meditates day and night. He says, now notice what he says, what will happen. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And remember, water is the cleansing power of the Holy Spirit. It's nurturing, it's growing, it's making you alive. And there's a river of it. And, uh, and, and the river is, is the abundance of the Holy Spirit. And what he's saying is, he says, he shall be like a tree uh, uh, that that roots go real deep, planted beside a river of living water, which means you're going to constantly have that source of power and growth and nourishment right there beside you. He says, that brings forth its fruit in season, which means not only are you going to be constantly growing, constantly becoming, constantly uh, being nurtured by the Holy Spirit, but you're going to bear fruit and you're not going to bear fruit when it's not time to bear fruit. You're going to bear fruit in the right time and in the right season. You know, oftentimes believers say, well, I've been serving God and this hasn't happened for me and that hasn't happened for me and this hasn't happened for me. And the reason that it hasn't happened for you is because it's not your season. It's not your time. Uh, uh, Patience is the ultimate sign of the true character of God in a believer. And if you don't have patience for that, you're not fully mature, you're not complete. And so what I would say to you is, is that if you're waiting on some fruit to bear in your life and you've been, you've been uh, diligent, 
you've been faithful and you've been doing what you're supposed to do, I would say to you that you are in a wonderful position. And the reason you're in a wonderful position is, is because you are being taught the final uh, aspect of the character of God. You're being taught patience. And I'm going to tell you, as you grow in the understanding and the, and the, um, and the power of God's patience, the fruit's going to come. It's going to come and it's going to come uh, in abundance because you're going to be by that river and you're going to have all the nutrients you need to bear that fruit. You're going to bear it in its fullness. So if you're, if you're complaint in the Christian life and we can complain to God, we can go to God with our sorrows and with our anger and with our emotions because he understands them. He made us with them and he wants us to deal with him on the, about those things. If, if you're, main complaint is, is that you, you have been faithful, uh, like the brother and the prodigal son, you've been faithful, uh, and you, 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 you are long suffering. If that's your main complaint, I can promise you this, uh, like the father said to that, uh, brother, he said, all that I have is yours. And I can promise you this. If you're being patient, all that God has is yours. He says, uh, <clears throat> he says, he says it brings forth his fruit in season and it's his leaves never wither because he's beside the, he's beside the river. He, you're, you're, you're right there by the river and God has got your leaves working. And now we know that with chloroform that, that you just are constantly uh, producing nutrients and goodness and, 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 and your leaves never wither and whatever you do, Notice it says, that's a legal term I like. I love when the Bible uses, well, the Bible uh, 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 informed our legal system almost to, 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 to the letter uh, in the original. He says, and whatever he does shall prosper. Shall means it's going to happen. If you, if you read in a, a court order and it says, uh, so-and-so shall do this, or you read in a, a law and that's written, and it says, uh, you shall do this. That means it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's got, it's, if it doesn't happen, there's going to be major consequences. Well, what I'm saying to you is God says, if you, if you abide in him and you continue to be patient with him, he says, he says, your leaves aren't going to wither. He says, you're going to bear your fruit in season. And at the due time, you're going to bear your fruit. And he says, he says, and whatever you do, it shall prosper. He says, the ungodly are not so, or not so the ungodly. They're like chaff, which the wind drives away. They're like, they're like the chaff from, from the sea. They're, 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 they're so, they're so, uh, uh, light and so nothing that when the wind, and remember the wind is a picture of the Holy Spirit also. When the wind blows by them, they're, they're blown away. They're removed. He said, and whatever he does shall prosper. He says, but, are there, but not so the ungodly. They're like chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. What he's saying is, at the, in the end times, when God judges the godly and the ungodly, the righteous and the unrighteous, the, the, uh, the redeemed and the wicked, he says, they won't stand in that judgment. There's a day coming when God is going to judge. 
He's going to judge the wicked. He's going to judge them according to their sin. He's going to give them their due reward. He's going to judge the righteous and he's going to judge the righteous, not based off of their sin. He's going to judge the righteous off based off our faithfulness to him, how much we acted in faith to him. And he's going to give us reward based off us trusting him. He says, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Uh, they're not going to stand in the judgment and they're not going to be with us in our congregation of righteousness where they're, they're not going to be there when we're judged. They're, they're a separate, separate tribunal, a separate courtroom, a separate place and a separate time for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, which means he set that path. God knows the way of our righteousness, a righteousness born of faith, hope, trust, belief. Uh, he says he knows the righteous, but the way of the ungodly, he says, it eventually perishes. It shall, he says that, use that word again, but the way of the ungodly or the wicked, it shall perish. It will end. And so uh, as we read the scripture, um, it, is, it is important to understand that, that uh, walking in God's righteousness, walking in, in his holiness, doing the things that he says do and doing our best not to fall back in the things of the world that we are so easily tempted toward and me being the chief among them. I, I have my own temptations and my own sin and, and it is easy to fall back into it. It's easy to allow yourself to ease back into that old man that is dead and not walk in the new life and the new uh, man or woman that you are in Christ Jesus and, 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 and <clears throat> struggle, struggle. And this world is about that. It's about us walking in this world of pain and sin and glorifying our God, proving that he can take that which is totally and utterly broken and make it alive and glorify himself in it. And uh, so loving people and, and not allowing their sin or their troubles to drag us down is a sign of maturity and it's a sign of, uh, it's a sign of faith and it's a sign that uh, God is at work in your life. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.